Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 54 of Date Yourself Radio. My name is Veronica Grant and I'm a dating mindset coach for smart, ambitious women who want to find and keep their perfect for them relationship. If you're new to the show, welcome. Make sure you dip back into the archives and check out any of the episodes that really resonate with you. And for everyone listening, if you want to listen to an older show, you can type in veronicagrant.com forward slash episode and then whatever the number is, and that will pull up some of the episodes that are no longer on iTunes or Stitcher because it only shows the 50 most recent episodes, and we have a lot more than 50 episodes now, so that's really exciting. So it can kind of be a little bit of a grab bag just by typing in a random number and see what comes up. And you can also go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast, and there you'll get just basically um, the, it's not the RSS feed, but just the feed of all of the posts or the, the episodes, and you can just click older entry, older entry, older entries until you get to an episode that you want to listen into. And if you're new to the show, make sure you either listen to either episode number 53, so the episode right above this, or listen to episode one, so that would be veronicagrant.com forward slash episode one, that's the number one. And both of those episodes, I give you a little bit a of my story in episode one, where I've come from and why I do what I do now. And then episode 53, I give you the date yourself manifesto. So what I really believe um, and what this community stands for and what I 
hope to do with this larger community with all the listeners and the people in the Facebook group and clients and Instagram followers and all of that fun stuff. So whether you've been listening to me for a while or you're new-ish, I would so appreciate it if you took a moment to either rate or review Date Yourself Radio. The more ratings and reviews that comes in, it tells iTunes, oh, people like this podcast. Let's share it with more people. And so it improves the algorithm and the rankings and all that good stuff that only Apple and iTunes knows the secrets behind. But we do know that uh, reviews and ratings do really help. So to leave a quick review or rating, just type in Date Yourself Radio in the toolbar in your iTunes app, and then tap my podcast, and then tap ratings or or no, excuse me, type the word review uh, or tap the word reviews. And then you can leave a five-star rating, or if you have a couple extra minutes, you can also leave a review. And I want to read to you one that Munster D57 left a couple weeks ago. And I think it's a she, but either he or she says, I absolutely love this podcast. I recently decided to start dating again and needed some guidance. Your podcast put me in the right mindset. I recommend you to all my friends. Thank you, smiley face, and stay awesome, heart. That brings me so much joy to my heart because really I show up twice a week on this podcast really to serve you. It's not to hear me talk or to entertain myself. This is truly for you. So to hear that I'm helping you guys to date better, to date smarter rather than harder, to change the relationship with yourself, and really just to enter a whole new way of both loving and living, it really means the world to me. So I would so appreciate it if you left a rating or review on iTunes, um, or at least find me on Instagram and comment on one of my photos or send me a direct message and let me know what episode you really loved or a question that you have. I will be happy to add that to the queue um, for the quickie episodes that come out on Monday where I answer a community question or just share something that's on my mind. So my name um, on Instagram is Veronica E. Grant. So find me there, or you can also submit a question for me to answer on an upcoming quickie episode, and those are released on Mondays. Um, You can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash ask, and I will be happy to add that to the queue. All right, so in today's episode, you have just me again. It'll be me actually just for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be talking a lot about the Date Yourself Challenge. So I just want to make sure that what I'm sharing with you is super targeted. So you'll really know if the Date Yourself Challenge is the right fit for you in terms of your um, next move in dating yourself or um, if you want to get back out and dating again, you know, the Date Yourself Challenge can be a really good option. And a lot of this content that I'm going to be sharing with you will kind of help you to know if you're in the right place. And I usually answer community questions on Mondays, like I said, but today I'm going to answer a really common question just because it's going to require a little bit of a longer, more anecdotal answer. And today I am answering the question, how many dates do you go on before you call it? And what I mean by that is you go on a date with someone and you're not really sure if you're interested in them. I mean, you could be, but maybe not. And you just, maybe you feel like you should go on another date, or maybe you feel like if you don't go on another date, you're missing your opportunity. And maybe this guy's supposed to be your soulmate or the person you're supposed to be with, or maybe you feel like no one else will like you the way he does. So all of that stuff I know can come up when you're deciding whether or not to go on a date again. And I wish that I could tell you, oh, you have to do, you know, exactly 
exactly this, or you have to go on exactly 2.5 dates, or you have to, um, you know, have these conversations, or you have to talk about these things, or ask them these questions, and then you'll know for sure. I 100% wish I could say that to you, and if there was something like that, that black and white, then you better believe I would definitely be teaching you that, but the truth is, is that there is not. So just take a moment now, and just imagine that you have a date, and you go on a said date, and then you're just not sure. Like, it wasn't a bad date. It was totally fine. He seems really nice. He seems like he might want a relationship from what you can tell. He seems to be emotionally available. You're just not sure if you're into him. But maybe you are, but maybe not. And so maybe you should go another date. Um, and you're just not really sure what to do. And and so then he texts you about going on another date. And this always happens to me, and I would get so frustrated because the guys that I really wanted to go on, on another date with seemed to never text me to go on another date, whereas the guys I was kind of eh about always wanted to go on another date, and it drove me crazy, and I had no idea what was going on. Now I have some idea about what was going on, and I might touch upon that a little bit in this episode, um, but right now I just really want to answer the question, well, like, what do you do, and, and how do how do you know? So let's say you go on this date, he texts you and you're a little eh or unsure and you reluctantly say yes to another date and you reluctantly say yes because, well, maybe you should give him another chance um, because you don't really have a good reason other than the fact, well, you just feel like you should or maybe you have to give it more time or maybe you feel like you ought to like him because he seems great on paper And then this brings up the question, well, how long do you have to keep dating him before you can confidently call it? And again, I'm not going to tell you you have to go on this many dates or you have to ask these questions. Instead, I'm going to share with you a story that I think will help. So when I was dating, I was living in Washington, D.C., and it was actually one of my very first online or dates that I met from a guy that I met online. I was using OkCupid. And I went on this date with a guy, and honestly, he was great. He was sweet, he was smart, and I could tell he was totally into me. He was totally interested in the work that I was doing and the work that I had done previously, and I lived abroad, and he was so interested in that, and he was Jewish, which is great. <laughs> um, all these things just seemed to be really awesome. And when we first had our date and we were talking, like I was totally into it. Like I really thought, hmm, this guy's great. I love online dating. Um, hallelujah. And at the end of that second, or excuse me, at the end of that first date, we agreed to have a second date and I was excited. I was really looking forward to that date. And I think that first date was on, you know, I don't remember the exact day, but it was definitely a weeknight because I remember we met up at a happy hour. And then we decided to go on a hike that weekend just outside of DC and he was going to pick me up and we were going to go on that hike in the afternoon. And again, I was really excited the whole week about date number two. And then I opened his car. He came to pick me up. I opened his car door and I got in the car and he leaned over to give me a kiss. And as soon as he did that, I just realized, oh, I'm not into him. 
And of course, I didn't say anything. I was trying to be like, well, I just need to give it more time. I mean, I really liked him on Tuesday and I just saw him for like two seconds now. And now we're going on this awesome hike. So I just need to kind of chill out and just kind of see how things play out and what happens. And so we uh, drive out and we go on the hike and it's fine. The conversation is fine. And I can tell he's really into it. And the more I can tell he's into it, the the more I'm confirmed that, okay, he's cool, but I'm not as into it as he is. Now, at the end of that date, I what I should have done or what I wish I had done is just told him, hey, this was great, but I'm just not really feeling it. But of course, I chickened out and I figured, eh, I'll just send him a text later. Um, don't necessarily agree with that um, uh uh, plan that I had, but that's what I was planning on doing. Um, and I just, you know, I just didn't do it because I felt bad and I felt like I should like him. I mean, on paper, he seemed really perfect. I mean, paper, he was great. Um, and honestly, it would have been an awkward situation or awkward conversation. And I just didn't know if I wanted to do that. So we went on date number three. I know, er, so frustrating that I wasted more time with this guy that I knew was not going to go anywhere. And again, he was a great guy. I just wasn't into it. And I never got the nerve to text him or anything like that. So he had gotten tickets to, again, we were living in DC. So he gotten tickets to go to the White House garden tour. Every season they do a garden tour that are, you know, it's seasonal. It's really pretty. So I guess this must've been spring because it was a lots of flowers and blooms. You get to see Michelle Obama's garden and all that kind of fun stuff. So we walked down to the White House and then walked around the National Mall, which is where all the monuments are, if you guys have never been to D.C., and it's really beautiful, really nice, really romantic. And at this point, I was just not wanting to be there. Like, everything that I had felt that initial moment when I opened up the car door for date number two, it was so clear to me now, and at this point, it was just about, okay, an exit plan. Let me just get through this date and then I'll text him or whatever, but I'll figure it out. I just need to get through this date. And during our walk, again, we were just kind of strolling. It was pretty, it was nice. He asked if he wanted, if we wanted to, or I guess if I wanted to meet up later and cook dinner together, either at his place or mine. And at this point was when I was like, I cannot say yes to this and keep a straight face. (laughs) So to his face, I said, I told him I was really sorry, um, but I just wasn't interested in him. And that I think that we should just end the date now and I should go home. And he was devastated. He was so shocked. He, he was so surprised. And he offered to walk me back to the metro so I could go home. And I just said, no, I'm not going to make you do that. I'll just walk back on my own and go home. And it was probably a 10 minute walk to the metro and then a 10 minute dra- uh, ride back up to my house. And it was so surreal because I had a never left in the middle of the date. B never had ended something like that with someone um, in person. So it was just, it was, I felt bad and I felt, um, yeah, I just felt bad for, for leaving the guy. But I also felt really, really empowered because I was finally beginning to take ownership over my time and who I was willing to spend time with. So I tell you this story for two reasons. And the first reason is that when it comes to deciding to go on another date with someone, you know, I've said this before, but your time is so, so precious. It's the only thing that you can never get back. Even money. I mean, money is great. It's how you live. It's how you buy things. You can 
buy things to make you happy or to help yourself care or buy a beautiful house. But the thing is, is that you can lose all your money today and then get it back all back tomorrow with the stock market or a good business move or new job or whatever. So money comes and goes. Um, a lot of other things in our life, relationships can come and go. Um, our health can come and go, comes and goes. But time is one thing that never, ever, no matter what we do, we have no ability to time travel at this point. And so we cannot get our time back. So I don't care if you're a single mom, a non-mom, you work from home and feel like you have extra time or you work around the clock and you really feel like your time is limited. I don't care, again, how busy or unbusy you are, your time is precious because it's yours and you can't get it back. Yet I felt like I owed him my time because he seemed great on paper. And again, before this, this was one of the first really amazing dates that I had after my transformation of moving into the space of self-love and self-care and really taking time to be really intentional of what I wanted my life and relationships to look and feel like. And I felt like, well, this is a sign, like I'm doing everything right. This guy's amazing. This guy is awesome. Um, I should like him. And so because of that, I felt like I owed him my time. But the truth is I didn't owe him my time. And just to be super clear, he never, ever made me feel like I owed him anything. He never said, oh, well, I bought you dinner, so, you know, next one's on you or, you know, nothing like that. He was so sweet and genuine. So the pressure that I felt um, that I owed him, it, it was 100% from me and my own beliefs. There's nothing to, to do with him. Um, but the truth is, I don't care how great he was on paper, I I don't owe him any any time if I wasn't feeling it, especially if it was the intention of being of being uh, potentially romantic partners. And so, you know, again, no matter how busy or unbusy, or if you're a mom or a non-mom, whatever status you are in your life right now, our emotional bandwidth is so, so limited. And I know I've talked about emotional bandwidth before. I'm sure on the podcast, definitely with my clients and definitely in the private Facebook group that I have for the Date Yourself Challenge. Um, so I know I've talked about it before, but just to reiterate and to share what I mean by emotional bandwidth, if you're new to Date Yourself Radio, when you consider the emotional bandwidth you have, you know, let's say it's just a, it's a certain length, like it's literally like a bandwidth. Let's say it's the length of your screen, your phone screen, your computer screen, TV screen. I don't care what it is, but your the main things in your life, like your career, your if you have a business, your business, your um, career goals, if you're doing continuing education. Um, all of those things takes up a really large percentage of your emotional bandwidth. And then on top of that, you add your own health, like taking care of yourself, making sure you're eating properly and moving and exercising properly. If you have any health conditions, that's also going to take up emotional bandwidth. Um, your family is going to take up emotional bandwidth, especially if you're taking care of a sick, um, a sick loved one, or if you have just, um, you know, emotional baggage with your parents or your siblings or cousins or uncle or whatever, you know, all of that is taking up emotional bandwidth. And then of course, friends. And it doesn't mean that all these relationships are bad. It just means that whether they're quote unquote good or bad, they're still taking up your emotional bandwidth space. And so then by the time you take out everything that you're already doing in your life, the amount of bandwidth that you have for dating is so small. It's like a tiny fraction of your entire, entire length of your bandwidth. And so if you let exes, if you let people you ought to like, if you like 
if you let people that you don't really like, but they like you back and say, that's the part of it you, you like, if you let all those types of people take up emotional bandwidth, then you are doing yourself a disservice because you're not allowing space for the right person to come into your life. And I mean this both time-wise and emotionally. So time-wise, literally, if you're going on dates or in a relationship with someone that you're not into, then there's literally no space for someone new. Like literally because you're spending your weekends with them or your free weeknights with them or or your texting time or whatever it is with that person. And there's literally not time for you to have another relationship. And then the bandwidth thing is the emotional bandwidth part. Like you literally don't have enough bandwidth to be kind of involved with this person that you're really not into, but there's this other guy that you're more interested in, but you're not really sure what's going on there because you don't have the emotional bandwidth to put any energy in it to find out. So that's the first reason. If you are, you know, at any point, either right now or in the past, or you think it might happen again in the future, you're wasting time on someone that you think you ought to like, um, then I want you to take a step back and to reconsider, like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? What are you holding on to? Is this person really worthy of your time and your emotional bandwidth. And it's not a judgment of whether or not this person is worthy in general. Like we're not God. We don't get to decide that, but you do get to decide who takes up your time and your emotional bandwidth. Okay. I think I've nailed that point down pretty well. So let's go to the second reason why I wanted to bring up this story. And I think it's probably the most important reason, even more important than emotional bandwidth, which is a pretty big deal. So When I got really honest about why I decided to go out with this guy a third time and not even say anything during our second date was I made that decision out of fear or perhaps fear made that decision for me. So a lot of you all know my story, especially if you listen to episode one of Date Yourself Radio or have been on any of my webinars. I talk about my story a lot. And if you do my Date Yourself Challenge, I'll also share with you my story of how dating was a huge struggle for me for many, many years. So I'd been dating a lot when I met this guy, and I hadn't really met anyone who I connected with and who was also emotionally available. So it would usually be one or the other, usually not both. And it seemed like we should have connected on paper. And as far as I could tell, he was definitely ready for a relationship. So I felt boom, boom, got these two big things out of the way. Let's make this happen. But the truth is, is that that decision came out of fear rather than love. I was scared to reject him because I thought that I was the reason that I didn't like him. Like maybe there was some block in me or maybe there was something wrong with me. And that was the reason why I wasn't feeling it. Because again, I felt like I should have felt something. And I thought maybe, well, maybe I should just learn to like him because who knows when I would find someone else who is as serious as being in a relationship and who's as into me. Um, And so I had the scarcity mindset, which is still a fear-based mindset, but a scarcity of like, oh my gosh, when am I going to meet another guy like this? And so it's totally true that some couples have instant sparks when they meet. And so that might be your expectation of when you go on dates. And some romances we know definitely grow from a friendship and then, you know, there's everything in between. So my hunch is that if you're having difficulty figuring out when to call it or how many dates you have to go on to call it, you might believe either A, you should have a spark right when you first meet him or B, you should, you know, give it enough time for a potential romance to grow from a friendship. 
And, you know, again, like I said, there's no magic numbers you need to go on before you can make a sound decision about someone, but you do have to do these two things just to sum this all up. You have to A, put yourself first. So remember your limited time and your emotional bandwidth. You've got to put yourself first and you've got to make the decision out of love and not fear or scarcity. And I just want to say one more thing about how many dates you, quote unquote, have to go on before you can call it. And if you are going on multiple first dates a week or, you know, first date here, second date there, another first date there, third date there, and you just, you feel like dating is a job and it's where you spend a lot of your free time. I even had friends who would stack up dates, like they would do a coffee date, Saturday afternoon, an evening date, and then like, I don't know, a Sunday morning brunch date, just a ton of dates in a very small period of time. And if you're doing anything like that and you're expecting to feel a spark, you are setting yourself up for failure. Because if you're scheduling in that many dates, A, that sounds so freaking exhausting to me. And B, if you're spending that much time dating, you're probably either A, not spending time sleeping or B, not taking care of yourself, or C, doing the other things in your life that make you you and make you interesting and that the things that you can actually bring to the conversation and to the relationship. So of course you don't feel a spark because you're exhausted and you're and, and dating is a job. I mean, think about it. Would you be interested or want to go on a date with someone who hated dating or felt like dating was draining or someone who felt like dating was something they ought to be doing? If, if either one or both parties are showing up to the date like that, of course it's going to feel dull. Of course it's going to feel meh. And of course it's going to feel like you just should go on the second date to see what happens. And so if you're constantly feeling nothing's happening, you are, but you're going on tons of dates or whatever it is, then it might be nice to take some time to back off a little bit to spend some time getting really clear with what you want in a relationship, but also get some time to really spend with yourself so that when you do show up on your less frequent dates, you can show up more naturally and authentically. And when you can show up in that natural, authentic space, then that is where the spark can happen. That is where the magic can happen. And I really believe the best way to do that and to enter that space or get to, to get into that space of being your most natural, authentic self is by dating yourself. Now, I do have a lot of stuff about dating yourself. I have some podcast episodes. I have a guide to get you started. But a few times a year, I run a live challenge and it's totally free. The It's called the Date Yourself Challenge and it's here to help you date yourself in a community of women with my support. And it's coming up super soon, and it'll lead you right into Valentine's Day, so you've got a nice, um, positive, fresh outlook to dating in a time where it can be tough to be single and see all the lovey-dovey, box of chocolates, teddy bear stuff going around. So I know that the Date Yourself Challenge can help you to learn how to confidently put yourself first without feeling bad or shame around it so that you can start making decisions like this, like decisions like how many dates should I go on? Am I into this guy or not? So you can make these decisions out of love rather than fear or scarcity. And this challenge will also help you to reconnect with yourself so that you can trust yourself to make these decisions better too. A lot of women will tell me, oh, my intuition is great. I just don't listen to it. And well, okay, then you're not really 
your intuition isn't really great because you don't really trust it. So if you find that you don't really trust yourself or you have a gut feeling about a guy and you go against it and you still go out with him or you still have sex with him or you still do whatever with him, then, you know, this is really an opportunity for you to reconnect with yourself so you can build that trusting relationship with yourself. And here's the thing, none of this stuff is rocket science, but I really do believe that it requires getting support and surrounding yourself with a like-minded community of women who gets exactly what you're going through. So if you haven't joined the Date Yourself Challenge, I strongly encourage you to do so. And you can do that at veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge, or you can tap the this picture of the episode in your podcast player on iTunes, and then it'll show the show notes for this episode, or you can look at the view show description if you click the three little dots underneath the picture. And either way, it'll show up the show the text of the this episode, and then you can just click the hyperlink. I think it's purple. Um, uh, the word state yourself challenge, and it'll take you straight to the page where you can sign up. And if you're not familiar with the Date Yourself Challenge, how it works is each day for 10 days, I'll send you an inspiring prompt to help you have a date with yourself. And each of these dates are designed to make you feel happier, connected, and more confident among lots of other things. And women have told me that they gain so much clarity around what they actually want in a relationship rather than only focusing on what the man wants. And I think that's huge life-changing stuff here. And the cool thing is the way I've designed it is that if you have a couple minutes to spend on the date, that's perfect. If you have an hour or more, that's also perfect. So it's 100% on your schedule and it's totally free and it's totally fun. And this time around, I've added some additional training videos to help you attract in love without losing yourself or without losing your soul. So even if you're a challenge alum, there's definitely new stuff coming your way. So you definitely still want to sign up. And if you've done the challenge before, awesome. You still have to sign up again. I only will send the challenges and the new training videos to um, current challengers. So make sure you go to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge or find the show notes in your podcast player and you can join us there. And once you join the date yourself challenge, make sure that you get the You'll get an um, instant welcome email from me. So make sure you get that. If you don't get it, you might need to check your spam folder. Um, You might need to check your promotions tab if you use Gmail. And just make sure you drag it to your main inbox so you get all the challenges. Same with it if it's in spam. And you can also add hello at veronicagrant.com and that will help you to make sure that you get the challenge emails. And so once you get that welcome email... When you open it up, you'll see two important links. The first link is to join the private Facebook group for the challenge. And this is where the party is going to happen. So you're going to share all your pictures of your dates and questions and insights and ahas. You're going to share all of that there with the amazing tribe of women we have there. And you'll also get a link to follow me on Instagram because that's also where we're going to be posting all of the dates using hashtag date yourself challenge. So just click that link or find me at Veronica E. Grant. All right, my dears, I cannot wait to play with you for 10 days. The challenge is coming up very soon, so make sure you don't delay or procrastinate and sign up and I will see you guys on the other side. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. 
I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.